You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Today is a day of celebration for Donald Trump and his supporters in Washington, D.C., but tomorrow, on his first full day in office, tens of thousands of people, if not millions, in Washington and more around the country will gather to protest. The Women's March on Washington and similar demonstrations are going to call for expanding and protecting women's rights. There will also be a march right here in Detroit, and our next guest will be there. Rashida Tlaib is an attorney with the Sugar Law Center. She joins us now. Welcome to Detroit Thanks. Today. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you. First, I want to give you a chance to talk about how you're feeling today. We've known each other a long time. I know uh, the way you think about uh, things in politics, uh, culture. I know how passionate you are about uh, those things, and I know how passionate you've been uh, over the last uh, year during this election. What's going through your mind as he puts his hand on that Bible and takes the oath of office at noon? Well, I, I can tell you um, Adam is 11 years old, and I always bring, your bring son. him up. Yeah, my yes. son Adam. And uh, yesterday he was like, oh, Mama, tomorrow we're going to have, you know, a new president. And, you know, Yusuf, who's five, his brother is like looking up at him. And on our ride to school, I was like, but it's okay because women fix everything and women are going to march in D.C. (laughs) And we don't give up. You know how women are. And Adam's like, yeah. And I was like, we're not going to give up until he's a better president. And uh, for What a great some, phrase, right? It's true. <laughs> until he's uh, a better president. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's why you see so many saying um, when there comes, when there's hope, there, you know, we can't be silent. You, you have to speak up. And I think che- teaching our young people, our children, um, just how important it is um, that we're much more uh, aware. Uh, I remember... Uh, a couple of days ago, a woman told me um, something very powerful. She said, uh, you know, stay awo- stay woke. Yeah. And so this is a time to be much more diligent. I mean, people talk about wanting to stay engaged, Stephen, and, and understand when, when committee hearings are happening or what bills are being introduced. Right now, no, you've just increased your, your how much time you're going to have to spend on that. Sure. Because um, it, you have to be truly. You got to know uh, what's going on and exactly. what your opportunity is. To have influence over it. Absolutely. And I, I, I'm going to be careful about how I say this. I think uh, Democrats, uh, people on the left side of the spectrum, have gotten a little lazy about that in the last eight years, uh, taking some things for granted. And that's not so much a criticism as it is uh, an observation. I think it happens when when you end up uh, with you know a, a two-term presidency, uh, uh, power that uh, that seems like it will never go away. I think things snuck up on us this time, and, 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 I, and I totally agree with you. I, I am uh, one of those that um, truly uh, like to to, to kind of go in and fix some of the issues. <laughs> But I'll tell you right now, even in the Democratic Party, there is so much institutional racism right there. There are so many um, issues inside the party, inside the party. And and the fact that even women in certain leadership position, there's a huge amount of lack of women even being in the. And so I, I think even prior to President Obama's election, even being a young Democrat, I, you know, I saw some of those issues and it, it just grew and grew. And, and the result of it is, as you see, but 
I truly believe that we 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 need to completely kind of step back and look at how we can truly engage folks. I, you know, I was and it wasn't a, a big surprise. You know, Bernie Sanders inspired me, he motivated yeah. so many people that uh, think like me. Um, and, you know, what the result of that was, it didn't matter. I mean, I just I knew I couldn't look away with what Trump was saying to say, oh, any any. To, to actually support someone like that. <laughs> but it's 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 something that I think, you know, when I talk to the women that are marching over there, so many of them are still in tears. It wasn't about Hillary losing like people think it is. I hope people understand it isn't about that. It's about the fact that what we've heard and what we saw and, and all the things that happened and, and we felt attacked. Yeah. And it was very painful when he won. So it's this... It's, it's a guy who, who ran on a platform of... Uh, defining certain people as not as American as others. And you can put a lot of people, he put up a lot of people in that basket. Uh, women, uh, ethnic minorities, uh, religious minorities, all kinds of people that he sort of just, uh, whipped up this uh, this fervor over the idea of treating them differently uh, with with using the government to treat them differently. And that's, you know, uh, you know as someone who... Uh, is part of a population that is not unfamiliar with that at all. Uh, fear is the right response. Fear and anger, uh, and so I don't, you know, I, I don't begrudge anybody that. And it's a, it is a, a little annoying when uh, people who are in the majority population say, "Well, don't worry about it. You know, don't take everything he says literally." Uh, well, I do. If I were, if we were talking about your rights. You take it literally. Yeah, no, there's a tremendous amount of fear and anxiety right now. And I think people need to understand it and accept it and, and realize the fact that maybe because of the way they look or the way they were raised, uh, they don't they're they're not on the menu. Um, so when I talk about some of the things that are happening that are being led by women, uh, it is extreme. One of the things I love is Samia said in New Mexico is Muslima leading the march yeah. in New Mexico. Yeah. You have Linda Sarsour leading the march in Washington, D.C. Watching some of these phenomenal uh, women step up is because they, they were awakened after, you know, Trump uh, pretty much said, you know, why is she so quiet about the uh, Mrs. Khan and and we started this movement called Can You Hear Us Now? <laughs> and so, you know, women are really stepping up and understanding the critical, this is a critical, pretty historic moment in our country. And I'm ecstatic that women are leading this kind of movement to stay awoken and stay engaged. Um, Rose Khalifa here locally is doing a post-healing election luncheon. I mean, this is a woman that's not as politically engaged as I am. And she's talking about bringing people that did support him and others in a room to talk about how we can deal with the pain and the fear and the anxiety and work together and move forward. You know, you have the Go Girl group at Wayne State University yeah. moving forward and having a march tomorrow at 10 o'clock at Wayne State University, uh, University's undergraduate library, Lansing. There's going to be a huge amount of people there at the front step of the Capitol at one o'clock. I know there's one in Ann Arbor. So this is this is very grassroots, and these um, what we call sister marches on the ground are as important to be engaged at. So you know, I always tell people no excuses. Be out there. People are like, what is that going to do? What it's <laughs> going to do is fuel you. Yeah. For me, it fuels me. It gives me the kind of uh, energy and motivation I need to get back out there and work harder. Yeah.
Okay, 313-577-1019 to join the conversation. 313-577-1019. I'm talking with Rashida Tlaib, an attorney with the Sugar Law Center, going to be a participant in the Women's March here in Detroit. March is taking place tomorrow all over the country, and the big one in Washington, D.C. Are you going? Are you going to one of these marches? Uh, Give us a call. Talk about uh, why and what you're feeling uh, as we get ready to watch Donald Trump become the 45th president of the United States. You can also go to the WDT Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. Uh, we'll work your comments into the conversation. Let's go to Charlene in Detroit. Charlene, welcome to Detroit Today. Oh, hello. Thank uh-huh. you. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yes, I am going to the march in Washington oh, with two friends. We're all going to be on a bus and... I'm not sure how we're going to do on the bus. It's been a long time since I've done that. I took buses to the ERA marches in the 70s. Wow. And we're, the three of us are um, in our 60s, let's say. (laughs) Um, But I think all of us decided we could not stay home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because, uh, talk about why. Well, um. I think we deplore the positions that um, the president-elect has taken, Um, his stance on women, his stance on choice, his stance on the LBGT community. Um, Gosh, I could just go on and on. (laughs) Um, Immigrants, um, poor people, um, his total lack of understanding of what I think people are like in real life and what life is like for most people in urban areas. And I think it's brought through by the appointments he's suggesting. I mean, it's not just his rhetoric on the campaign trail. Instead of kind of reaching his hand across and trying to calm waters and trying to be a person to... Um, reach across and now work together with people to get things accomplished continues to be anti-things, continues to tweet what many (laughs) would consider kind of craziness, and um, has refused in his appointments, in his suggested people for different offices. I mean, he's putting forward names of people who hate the departments (laughs) of which they're likely (laughs) to be the chair or the head. So it's that kind of continuation of serious anti-government and anti-ordinary people that I think is motivating so many. Yeah. And Charlene, so we're on a bus, and yeah. we're in our mid-60s, and it'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm really glad you called and, uh, and shared that uh, story and your thinking. I think it's really important uh, for people to talk about that, what they're feeling, and how they're sort of processing through uh, what's happening. So Charlene, uh, have fun on the bus. Uh, have a good trip. And I appreciate uh, your listening and calling in. Uh, let's go to Susan in Gross Point. Welcome to Hi the there. today. Hey, um, how are you? And thank you for taking my call. As sure. everyone says, I love you, Stephen. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to narrow down my, my comment. It could have been for your previous guest also, but um, I don't think there's really an answer. Um, so my question Uh My comment, why are the Trump supporters so willing to ignore the stains on Trump, whereas if President, still President Obama, um, had 
come into office with any of these accusations and gotten into office, I'm sure there would have been an impeachment called for, <laughs> perhaps something worse, something out of, yeah. out of control. It's the hypocrisy of the people who have supported this man that is disheartening and extremely worrying, besides many, many other things. Yeah. Is there an answer to this? You know, Susan, I, I, you know, I think that is the million-dollar question right now. And, mm-hmm. and, and I have spent the time since the election really trying to, to talk with people who uh, supported Donald Trump to try to understand that. And, and the best I think I can uh, – the, 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 the best rendering of it I think I can give is that uh, they are so concerned about other things and they see in him the opportunity to address those things that they're willing to sort of put these other things aside. Uh, there is a there is a, a sort of process of self-kidding, I think I could call it, uh, going on about, well, I need this. I need uh, a better economy. I need more job opportunity. And so I'm not going to think about race. I'm not voting uh, according to race or according to gender or according to these other things. Uh, and, uh, you know, people, I think, sometimes get to that point. It's disappointing and it's really hurtful uh, to, to those of us who, who you know, uh, who live in the spaces that he's attacking, uh, mm-hmm. that, that our fellow Americans <laughs> won't stand up for us, uh, that they're not they there. Not. Uh, to have our backs. Uh, but I think it's also an important lesson for us uh, going forward about uh, how we have to how we have to uh, pursue our own uh, goals and aims and preserve our own our own freedoms. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm as frustrated as you are about that, uh, Susan, and, and I'm having lots of conversations with people about it. So I, I appreciate the call. That was a really great point to make. Uh, let's go to Catherine and Novi. Catherine, welcome to Detroit today. Hi, how are you today? Good, how are you? I'm, I'm hanging in there. Yeah? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really struck by what your guest said about uh, can you hear me now. I've observed on social media many small stories of women who never spoke up speaking up. Uh-huh. And when you say actions speak louder than words, his actions and his words have matched. So it's now time for our actions and our words to match too. So yeah, can you hear us now? They're going to hear us loud and clear, not only in Lansing, where I'm going to, um, but all around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Catherine, great point uh, and wonderful articulation of uh, the things that I think a lot of people are feeling today and uh, through the weekend. So thanks very much uh, for the call. Uh, Amanda in Beverly Hills, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for having me on. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, I am on my way to D.C. tonight in a bus full of like-minded women. Oh, very good. Excited, nervous, but uh, just wanted to call in and share quickly why I'm going. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, the biggest reason is that my family is not going to go back in the closet. Um, We're a two-mom family, and my kids have expressed a lot of fear and concern since uh, Trump has been elected. So part of the reason why I'm going is to say, hey, it doesn't matter how big the bully is. You can still stand up peacefully for your rights and make change. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one of the reasons. And um, I just think it's really important to make clear as well that, you know, we march not only for ourselves, but for, uh, you know, I mean, my family is of many mixed races. My black 
nephews are not safe in a Trump world, and he has to know that we are watching and that we will hold him and his administration accountable. And uh, we'll see him in court. We'll see him on the streets. (laughs) We are watching. We will be there. Yeah. Amanda, uh, thanks very much uh, for the call. Boy, Rashida, we're getting all these very strong female voices. Uh, like on the I said, women today. fix things. Yeah, right. And we, when we are determined, you know, I, I hear, always hear the little jokes of, oh, you don't want to, you know, you want to apologize to women because even if you don't think you did. No, there is some spirit in women, especially because, you know, I think we are built differently, we think differently. And I am extremely proud that uh, it's women that are leading this kind of movement to say, you know, watch out. We're going to hold you accountable. This is going to be completely different and you're not going to ignore us. And uh, it's it's great. I mean, I think some of the most phenomenal leaders from President Obama to uh, others, they've always had strong women uh, as mothers, Mm -hmm. um, as mentors, as guidance. And and every time some, you know, person says to me, I'm looking for a mentor. I said, make sure there one of them is a woman, yeah. even if you are a male. So yeah, I, I think Amanda, Catherine, all of them uh, are. I, I can hear it, and it gives so many of us hope yeah. uh, that yeah. things are going to be okay because we're going to stay awake. Yeah. Uh, as I said to open the show, we've been here before, all of us, and we've gotten through it. We've figured out what the way forward looks like. So. Uh, there's a lot of work ahead. Uh, so uh, if, if people want to participate in the march here, uh, where do they go? So Wayne State University uh, Undergraduate Library um, right here in Detroit at 10 o'clock. Uh, it's a great group called Go Girl, Wayne State University Go Girl. They put it together and, you know, come, come with the wonderful spirit, uh, what you want to say and uh, be present. I say that to all the women that are there. Be really, truly present there. And, and again, get the fuel that you need because you will be inspired. I have people posting about being on an airplane and the majority of uh, are women. Yeah. I have a friend, Murdad in Chicago, is <laughs> taking his mother to the march, wow. an elderly woman to the march, and she doesn't march, you know. <laughs> and so uh, this, is, this is what we see, and this is what makes America great. Yeah. And I'm really, truly inspired. All right. Rashida Tlaib, attorney with the Sugar Law Center. As always, thanks for being here on Detroit Today. All right, uh, take a look at the inauguration. Prepare yourself for the next four years. That's going to do it for me today. I'll be back Monday. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. See you on Monday.